0: is like But what people don't even know Is that on me Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music Advice Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, happy Wednesday, and I am just super excited for several reasons. The first reason is, first, I'm here talking with you. Second, It's the middle of another week, so we only have Wednesday, two more days before the weekend. So yay! And third, I am a week away from my birthday. All right, guys, come on! Don't act like I'm the only person excited about their birthday coming up. I know you must get that way too. Like whenever I know my birthday's coming up. I get super excited. I start telling people the things that I want. I start planning my special day. I start talking to people like, oh, I want this for my birthday. Oh, I want that for my birthday. And it's just simply amazing. I just love it when it's time for my birthday. So every year around my birthday, I just feel like a kid and I'm just so excited for my birthday. I even... Okay, don't laugh. I do buy myself a gift. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So I have my gift picked out for me this year. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I just want to have some time to look at it and decide when to order it. So yeah, I got my birthday gift. I know what I want to do for that day. Hey, I go all out because unlike some people, they can celebrate the whole month for their birthday. You know, I have a friend who had a birthday in January and she actually celebrates the whole month. And I can't do that though because in February, I have two daughters who were born in February too. So my birthday is February 3rd my oldest daughter Kennedy her birthday is February 13th like 10 days from my birthday and then my daughter Megan she's my middle child her birthday is the 17th and then in between the 13th and the 17th we have Valentine's Day and if I had known what I knew now I honestly probably would not have started getting my kids things for Valentine's Day but ever since they were young I would buy them like toys chocolate whatever I would get them stuff for Valentine's Day now they're older so they expect it so in addition to buying them birthday gifts like i do valentine's day gifts another birthday my birthday is a lot happening in february and then in march my youngest daughter has a birthday then my stepdaughter has a birthday and their birthdays are literally like three days apart so my daughter dawson she is on the 5th of march My stepdaughter, Kristen, her birthday's on the 8th. So it's like, there's just so many. Now, the only two people in our house, or in our family, who have their own days is my stepson, Micah, because he's not until April, which is still close, but at least he's not sharing his month with other people. And my husband, whose birthday's in August. But other than that, our February, March, April, birthdays are congested. It was so bad when the kids were younger. It was at a point where we just stopped eating cake and ice cream. Because it's like you'd have cake and ice cream for my birthday, then you'd have it 10 days later, then you'd have it four days later, a couple of weeks later. it was just too much. So we started doing different things, like their favorite dessert or their favorite dinner. And it worked it worked really well because they would usually get pizza or something like that was easy. And then the one year backfire was with my daughter. I think she was seven or eight. She wanted Thanksgiving dinner for her birthday dinner. And I was like, are you serious? so i happened to be i was working for the state during that time so i happened to have that day off because it was president's day so i literally had to make her thanksgiving dinner for her birthday after that i just started saying okay guys where do you want to go to eat i was like they're not getting the message (laughs) so we did that so yeah birthdays are coming up but i decided to take this time and focus on my birthday because you know It was my day first before I decided to share it with everybody else. February was my month. February 3rd is my day, so I'm just going to enjoy it. So don't be surprised if you tune in next week and it's like a birthday tribute to me. Okay, no, I'm not going to really do that. I might mention it's my birthday slightly. I might throw it in there somehow, but it won't be a show about me. I promise. It will be about something else. But I probably will mention it because I'm super excited that this is the first time that my birthday is actually on the day of the podcast. And I know it's small for some people, but, you know, it's really exciting for me. So, I might mention my birthday. But other than that, life is good here. I have a lot I want to talk to you about, so I might just get to it. But I do want to remind you guys that we are going to start, and we're going to have a name change, and I told you about that. So I'm thinking that we'll do our name change episode probably the first week in March. And I don't know, I'm torn. Like, should I do a giveaway, or should I... I don't know I'm thinking about doing a giveaway or should I just have like a raffle and or something where you guys one of you guys could be a guest on the show I'm not really sure how that would, how to work that out or what I should do so here's what I want you to do okay I am going to probably pose this question to the Facebook page I am also going to ask you right now do you think for our name change we should have like a giveaway or do you think I should just give someone the opportunity to be on the show so just let me know, go to our Music and, Vibes Facebook, Music and Vibes podcast, go to the Facebook page and type in show, be on the show, or you can type in giveaway. And then whoever, if I have the most giveaways, then I'll do that. If I had the most of being a guest on the show, then I'll do that. But just let me know what you want to do because I want to do something special for you guys, especially with us changing the name and everything, and I want you to be an active part of what we're doing. So if you have time right now before you forget, because I know I have to do things immediately if I ever want to get them done, go over to the Music and Vibes podcast Facebook page and message me telling me whether I should have someone on as a guest on the show that's in the listening audience or if... I should do a giveaway. All right, guys, can't wait to hear from you, and I need you to tell me what you'd like me to do. All right, can't wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast... I would like to talk about being addicted to love. Now, I know this is a crazy concept, but believe it or not, you can get addicted to love and to the feeling of love. This is why it's so hard for people to stay in committed relationships for such a long period of time because they are forever chasing the feeling of love. Being addicted to love is also known as limerence, which is just the name for love addiction or love sickness. Now, all of us have experienced limerence at one point in our lives. This is the period of the relationship where you have butterflies in your stomach. You can't stop thinking about anyone or anything else except for the person that you're in love with. During this time, they can do no wrong and everything that they do is cute funny, or endearing. And you know, that's why sometimes I think it's hard for people to see red flags because they're in this stage of limerence where everything is cute, everything is funny, nothing really causes alarm. It may be like, oh, this is peculiar, or oh, maybe this shouldn't be happening, but you're so in love, you're willing to, like, overlook these little red flags. Limerence is usually what attracts us to a person and keeps us interested in trying to be with someone in a romantic relationship. Now, as good as this sounds... Limerence is not permanent. It's not a permanent feeling. And eventually it goes away after a short period of time, which ranges from either six months to three years. Limerence has a tendency to end um, in either one of three ways. Okay, so this is how... These are the three ways limerence can end. The first way is consumption. And this just means that um, limerence eventually blends it to a lasting... Love relationship, or it's replaced by less positive feelings of the person that you were once infatuated with. So, two things that can happen with consummation is that either you fall in love with this person and the love develops past this limerence, and you fall into like a lasting, long lasting love, which is something that is good, or it can fall into something where this person just suddenly gets on your nerves, you don't want anything to do with them, you're repulsed by them, they're getting on your nerves, and you just really. Not that infatuated with them anymore. Transformation is when the feeling wears off and the person just moves on to another person. That's another way that limerence wears off. Or it could be starvation, which means that you're like this person, you're in love with them, you're infatuated with them. They just don't feel the same way. And eventually you come to realize that, oh, I like them more than they like me. I'm not in love with them. And that is what happened. Now, all of us have gone through these periods. I know that when I was dating, I went through the consummation part where limerence, I don't think, well, yeah, when I got married, limerence did blend into long-lasting love because I'm still married to that person, um, to my husband. But I've also had relationships where eventually my limerence wore off and it's just like, ugh, why did I ever like them? You know, it just wore off. I've had the starvation one where I was really in love with this person but they just didn't feel the same about me so that's what happened. And then I also had the transformation one where I eventually stopped liking that person and my limerence wore off and went to somebody else. So these are things that can happen in relationships, especially when you're dating. Now have you ever wondered how it was possible for a person to feel like they've fallen out of love? Well, this is why, since limerence is such a complicated topic that we're going to discuss, I think that it might be helpful for us to talk about limerence um, next week in our podcast episode because what limerence is something that can affect marriages and it affect marriages in a specific way. And I so want to talk to you guys about that. However, I just feel like if I continue to go on and explain limerence and talk about it and as complicated as it can get in marriage and relationships, then we're not going to ever get to how you can be addicted to love. So, what we're going to do is. Um, Next week's episode, we're going to talk about limerence, and we are going to talk about how limerence can affect your relationship or your marriage. But today we are just going to talk about some of the symptoms of being addicted to love. I did have to introduce limerence, however, because that is what it's called when you're addicted to love or love sickness. So, as with other types of addiction, addictive like behaviors around relationships result from a complex interaction of factors so it can include brain chemistry um it can you can get be addicted to love just based on examples of relationships that you saw around yourself as a child it can be genetic it can be your upbringing it can be low self-esteem there are a lot of factors and reasons why you might be addicted to love now according to botnotch she states that one of the main contributing factors to being addicted to love is that when we don't know how to get positive feedback from inside ourselves. So when we can get positive feedback from ourselves and we cannot validate ourselves and we are not able to reassure ourselves, we start looking for it and trying to get all these things that we need from outside sources because we need validation. We need to be accepted. We need to be loved. And so if we're not able to love ourselves and validate ourselves and accept ourselves, we try to get it from outside sources. And believe it or not, falling in love or just getting interested or just getting interest from potential partners can become a method we rely on to get what we need that we are unable to give to ourselves or to get what we need that we weren't able to get in our childhood or our youth. Attachment issues can also contribute to this problem. Now, for those of you who didn't know, attachment disorders is when people have Issues attaching and detaching from people in a healthy, normal way. So, here are some signs that you can look for if you are addicted to love. The first sign is you keep falling in love and you just need to have this feeling of constantly falling in love. You need that euphoric high, which is activated by the release of dopamine and other happy hormones that are so common in the early stages of love And that's what keeps you looking for love for those addictive behaviors. But just like drugs, it's like the first time someone takes drugs, they feel awesome, they feel amazing. And then they keep trying to chase that feeling that they got the first time they took a hit or took drugs. And that's what happens when people are addicted to love. Like that first relationship, that first high that they got then, they keep trying to recreate and keep trying to get by constantly trying to experience this with other people by falling in love because they keep craving it over and over and over again you might find yourself in a resol- in a revolving door of relationships with no downtime in between so it's like You'll go from one relationship to the next, you'll never take a break, you'll never take a moment. It's like you leave one guy, you go right to the next. Or you leave one girl, you go right to the next. So you're doing this because you want the excitement of early love, but you don't want to stick around for a relationship. This can hurt both you and your romantic partners over time, especially when you don't communicate your relationship goals. This is why it's important to let people know what you're looking for and what you want to do in a relationship when you start one so that they'll know where you are and you won't leave people on and people won't get hurt. Another way to know that you are addicted to love is that you continue craving someone who doesn't feel the same way. Now with all addictions or comfort-seeking behaviors, an obsessive type of focus can begin to take over. Maybe you struggle letting go of relationships after they end or You might fixate on a person that you love, even if they're not even interested in returning your feelings. Even after they ask you for space, you might feel compelled to keep seeing them, trying to convince them to give the relationship one more chance. This overwhelming need... your partner can also happen within a relationship where you crave their company so much that you neglect work, you neglect school, and other important parts of your life in order to spend time with them. It's like nothing else matters except for them and that relationship and that love. So you continually crave it even though you know you can't have it. Another thing you might do is idolize or idealize the idea of love. Now according to Botnick, unrealistic cultural ideas about love can play a part because like I said earlier all of us have had these feelings like you get married and live happily ever after you find your prince charming and you know life is just not like that that's why it's called a fairy tale because it doesn't happen I mean you can get married you can find someone that you love you can fall in love with them but no one says that after Cinderella met Prince Charming and they got married and, you know, he returned her shoe and all that stuff, no one talks about any issues that they may have had in between. And I'm sure if they were real people, they would have problems in between their marriage. All you hear is they live happily ever after. Like, what does that mean? Does happily ever after mean they never had any more problems? Does happily ever after mean that they were happy with each other and even though they had struggles, they were able to work it out, but they were happy throughout their life? Like, what does it even mean? So... When we have these unrealistic ideas of love, like, can we live happily ever after? We don't think about that love requires work. So what we are actually craving and looking for and trying to find is something that's not realistic. It's not even happening because it doesn't exist. Love does exist, but you have to work at it. You have to choose love. There are things you have to do when you are married that... That would not really fall into the category of happily ever after because marriage requires work. It requires compromise, forgiveness. It requires a lot of things that these fairy tales do not talk about or even a lifetime movies for that matter. So with that in mind, you might feel like you have to keep searching for that soulmate, that perfect love, without considering that there's work that goes into making relationships strong and successful and that you just don't wake up doing it. And even with trying to find quote-unquote Mr. Right, There has been research that says that there is not just one person out there for you. It's actually been researched and shown that there are multiple people out there who would be compatible with you. But you just find that one and that's the person you go with. But it doesn't mean that there's no one else. So when you're looking for Mr. Right and the person you have in your mind and the person you think is quote-unquote the one you have to take into consideration that there's more than just that one. So, what you're looking for, in essence, is somebody who you have hyped up, and that's not realistic because you're thinking, Oh, I've got to find Mr. Right. When in actuality, there are several people out there who are compatible with you, with your dreams and your goals and things that you want. So, it's not just looking for Mr. Right, but because you're addicted to love and that whole feeling of love and a thought of love, you romanticize love and you feed off of these unrealistic expectations and you don't have a realistic view of love. Another symptom that you are addicted to love is that you don't care who you date as long as you're in a relationship. And I have seen people do this. Like, you see people, you're like, why are they going with them? Like, I don't understand. Well, sometimes if you are addicted to love, it doesn't matter who you date as long as it's a person and you're in a relationship. So many people who struggle with compulsive relationship behaviors they need other people to build up their self-worth so if you find it hard to love yourself or make yourself happy you might look for someone else to fulfill that need now this consuming need for a relationship can make it easier to end up with someone who isn't the best match it would even be harmful and have a harmful impact if you stay in this toxic or abusive or abusive relationship to stay single to avoid being single. Now, I have heard this before. Now, come on. You know you've had that friend or you may have been that friend who said something like, I just don't want to be alone. So, I'm just going to stay. Like, no, 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 no. That is not good. That shows that there is something going on where you feel like you need a person to build you up and motivate you and to make you happy. So much so that you are afraid of being alone. So, if you know someone like that, they may be addicted to love. Or if you're like that, this is just one of the symptoms that you could be addicted to love. And I say one of the symptoms because all of us have displayed some of these symptoms at one point in our life. So it's like you may have one symptom, you may have another. It doesn't mean you're addicted to love. It could be another emotional issue that you're dealing with. But if you have all of these symptoms together at one time or more than five of these symptoms, then it's an indication that you could be addicted to love. So another thing is, like, your relationships follow a similar pattern. People who are addicted to love, they have relationships where it involves a lot of breaking up and a lot of getting back together. So the beginning of a relationship releases endorphins and dopamine, which feels wonderful. So while breakups can spike a depression, people with certain personality types may feel attracted to this roller coaster and have a hard time feeling alive without it. So it's like they'll break up, And then they get to relive the beginning of a relationship because they got back together. So these are just some of the things that can happen. They may be like enthusiastic and they'll be like they found the right person. And then when they have a short-lived relationship or the relationship comes to the end of a cycle, then it can lead to an impulsive decision and it just affects your ability to function as you normally would. Because all you're doing is you're breaking up, you're going back. You're breaking up, you're going back. So if you or someone you know is addicted to love, the question is how do you get this? How do you get help for this addiction? First of all, we told you some symptoms, but the question is like how do you get help? Being addicted to love is no different from the behaviors of people who are addicted to other things. The only difference is that love is the drug of choice instead of gambling, alcohol, narcotics, sex, etc. So being addicted to love can impair and affect your relationship and your life in many negative ways. But before we talk about some of these things that you can do if you find out that you're addicted to love and the help that you can get, let us hear a word from one of our sponsors. Here on the Music and Vibes podcast, we are all about being a better version of ourselves so that we can be the best person that we can be for our spouse, our kids, and our husbands, our wives, and for us, which is most important. We have to be the best that we can be for ourselves. There's this great app that I found out recently about. It's called Shape and Foster. So I want you guys to go and check out shapeandfoster.com. Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app It provides monthly, actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It is a one-stop shop for self-improvement, which is amazing. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enhancing practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is all about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. One community of actionable insight. Learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind in one unique app. So guys, I want you to go over and visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. Now, I'm going to put all of this in the show notes so you can just click on the link and go and get your free 14-day trial. Now, before the break, we talked about what to do if you found yourself... Now, before the break, we were talking about some of the symptoms that you may experience if you are addicted to love. So the question is, if you have an addiction to love, what can you do? to get help with this addiction because it can be serious and it can have a impact on your life and it can even even stop you from doing things that you like to do it can be really something that affects your life and you being able to have a normal happy satisfying healthy relationship so what to do what do you do if you are addicted to love well here are some things that you can try the first thing is a reality check now, if you are the kind of person who idolize love and try to make and think that love is just like amazing and it's the best thing to ever happen and you have this idea that is that Mr. Right and it's only one person, try looking at your relationship through a more realistic lens. So love can be great, it's true. A committed partner can provide that emotional support and a sense of connection and belonging. And it can also help meet other needs. But a partner can't meet all of your needs. So thriving relationships are independent. That means you know who you are, you've established yourself as who you are, and it's not so needy and relying on your partner. So try to take a reality check and realize that, hey, my partner can't meet all my needs. They can't be my go-to for everything. They can't be my one only thing that I focus on and think about. You have to take time to work on yourself and Build your own self up and be able to make yourself happy. So take a reality check and start working on yourself. You can also, and probably should, take a break from relationships. And here's why you should take a break from relationships. Because if you are addicted to love, you probably have never had a period, aside from maybe when you were 10 years old and younger, where you were not in a relationship. And relationships are good, but when you're with a partner sometimes, you're focused on their needs and what they want and what they need. And you're not focused on yourself and what you need to be happy, what you need to be just the person that you want to be. You're not focused on your own self-care. You're focused on someone else. So if you take a break from a relationship, you can self-assess. You can say, oh my goodness, I need to work on these things. These are some things that i need to um, get better at you might even realize why you're addicted to love if you just take a moment to take that step back and realize who you are so if you realize who you are and take a break from the relationship that can help you you can also practice loving yourself now self-love is tied to self-esteem and a lack of either one can contribute to relationship dependency and addictive like behaviors so, working to bring up self esteem on your own is not going to be easy. Not at all. So, what you should do is ask yourself do you have a realistic standard for yourself? Like, is the woman I want to be, or is the man I want to be, realistic? Now, if you want to be like this perfect person, get the perfect life, perfect relationship, perfect everything, that's probably not realistic. If you say, I want to be a better version of myself, I want to be happy, I want to be able to make others happy, I want to know what makes me happy so I can make other people happy, and you have realistic goals like that, then that's probably a better view of yourself and those are things that are obtainable. Because if you just say things like, I want to be rich, "I want to have the perfect life, Like, what is that? That's not attainable because you can never have a perfect life because what you view as perfect means no problems. What you view as perfect is that you and your partner are not going to argue, which you will, but it doesn't mean that things are bad. And when you say, I want to be rich, like, what does being rich mean to you? Does it mean that you have to have billions or trillions of dollars? Or does it mean that you want to have a good life, you want to save some money, and you want to get better in your career, and you want to work on it and save money as you go along and be able to maybe buy property, real estate, whatever. So it's like your definition of perfect and your definition of rich needs to be realistic. Because some of the poorest people have the richest lives. And I know it's crazy, and I'm not telling you to go and say... I don't want to do anything. I don't have any goals or achievements because, you know, it's not going to make me rich. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just pointing out that sometimes rich and what you view rich as can be more fulfilling than actually trying to attain something that you have built up in your head that is not attainable. Now, you can get wealth. You can get money. You can manage your money. That's attainable. That's attainable. But when you're like rich and thinking about trillions of dollars, that may not be attainable. But it could. I don't know you. You know, it could work. But I'm just saying that you need to start setting realistic goals for yourself. And when you set realistic goals for yourself and you're working on these goals, you can practice self-love to yourself because you're giving yourself a break. You're giving yourself something that you know you can do. You know it's attainable and you are practicing on loving you so that when you you do get into another relationship, you can love them, but you're not going to take away the love that you have for yourself and just focus all that love and attention on them. Another thing you can do in practicing um, love for yourself is identifying negative self-talk and stopping it. Negative self-talk is crazy because so many times people think that you know just saying oh that was stupid i should have done such a stupid thing they think it's fine to say that but it's not fine to say that your words have meaning and what you tell yourself about yourself you believe about yourself so identifying negative self-talk is very helpful so if you find yourself thinking something like i'll never have the love i want try replacing it with something more realistic such as um, exploring what i want from a relationship can help me find who i'm looking for you know Take out the negativity and put in positivity. So practice positive self-talk, which will help you feel better about yourself and give you a stronger relationship with yourself. So here's when you need to get help. Just like all addictive behaviors around love, sex, relationships, it can be hard to overcome any of these things on your own, okay? So what you need to do is talk to a counselor. Yes, talk to a counselor. And in the process of talking to a counselor, you can also discuss different things that cause you distress. I don't know. Maybe you feel like you have to have someone in your life to be worth it. Maybe you feel like if you don't have someone, you're a failure. I don't know. But whatever it is that's making you or causing you to exhibit this type of behavior, you need to talk about it with a counselor. Just like you would go to a counselor for substance abuse if you had a drug addiction Maybe, just like you would go to a counselor if you had a gambling addiction or any other kind of addiction, this is an addiction. This is something that hinders your life. It can really become a problem if it hasn't already. So you do need to seek professional help. You do need to get help and talk to a counselor so that you can navigate through this. And I guarantee, once you start talking to a counselor and you start looking into the root of the problem, it's probably something that's rooted in early childhood or something that you've learned along the way from people around you, and from the relationships around you. And these are things you probably need to unlearn or so that you can have a productive, thriving, healthy relationship. So yes, please, 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 please seek a counselor. A therapist can work with you to identify and address these patterns. They can talk to you about underlying issues that are, contri- that are contributing to these feelings and behaviors. Therapy can also help you develop a stronger relationship. So if you're craving for the high of new love is keeping you from a long-term relationship you actually desire, a therapist can help you come up with a productive plan for creating that kind of love you're seeking. Being addicted to love can cause chaos and drama in your life and in your relationship. And this is why it's so important not to only recognize the signs of love addiction, but to also get help immediately if you need to get help To help you overcome this addiction. Because like I said. An addiction is an addiction. Whether you're addicted to drugs. Or whether you're addicted to love. Anything that you are focused on so much. That it affects your normal everyday routine. And you feel like you can't live without. That is a problem. So you need to get help. So. Get help if you if you are someone who is a love addicted. And I say I would actually suggest you get help sooner than later. Don't try to do this on your own because you may not be able to. Get help. Get someone in your corner who can help you and talk you through and help you navigate through this difficult time. And they can help you work through your love addiction and also eventually help you as you figure out why you're addicted to love so that you can become and love or involve in a good relationship that's thriving and healthy and not one that's dependent and not one that you think you have to have because you're addicted to love but one that you have because you know who you are and you feel like it's time to give to someone else so that is what I have to say about love addiction guys it's serious and I know you may, you're you like really is the thing called love addiction yes it is and I wanted to talk to you about it because I think that could be the core of so many people who are having a hard time dealing or staying committed in relationships because they are addicted to love so if you have a love addiction once again I would say get help sooner than later now the song that we're going to listen to today is called chaos and the song is about a woman who's in a chaotic relationship but she's stayed in the relationship because she's addicted to love so here is the song chaos when they see where the perfect when they see us, they think that we're in love. But what they don't know is behind us closed doors. We fuss, we fight, the relationship's not right. They don't see what it does to me or hear what I say to create a scene. My anxiety is getting the rest of me. Because there's chaos, chaos. I just want to scream, but there's no one to hear me, cause there's chaos, so much chaos. My anxiety is getting the best of me, cause there's chaos, chaos. I just want to scream, but there's no one to hear me, cause there's chaos, chaos. Whenever we walk out the door, he holds the door for me. To everyone, it looks like an act of chivalry. But what they don't know is behind us, closed doors. no one to hear me, cause there's chaos, chaos, my anxiety is getting the best of me, cause there's chaos, chaos, I just wanna scream, but there's no one to hear me, cause there's chaos, chaos, I need to clean. But there's no one to hear me because there's chaos, so much chaos. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, for partnering with Music and Vibes to help you guys get affordable counseling. Now, I know almost in every episode I do mention counseling because counseling is something that is helpful. It's a good thing. Counseling is not a bad thing. It's something that can help you reach your goals faster because you have someone talking to you about different things and bringing up things that you probably may not have thought of on your own. Counseling is a good thing. So BetterHelp offers counseling. They can do individual counseling. They can do couples counseling, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to partner with them because they do couples counseling. And they do couples counseling and individual counseling at an affordable price. They have financial aid available. So if you don't have money or you lost your job or for some reason you're a one-income family or you don't have the money, they do have financial aid available. And they do have scholarships available to help you get the counseling you need even if your financial situation dictates that you may not be able to get counseling they have people from all across the country who have certain expertise which is amazing that may not be in your area and they can help you because they are on the internet so they can reach you so if you are in africa if you're in europe if you're in italy wherever you are you can benefit from better help because they can have a global reach because they are internet based now global help is not for people who want to like do it yourself or like self-help kind of people it's not self-help this is real counseling everybody who works here have a license degree have a license uh, have a license and they are licensed to help you they are licensed counselors they are licensed therapists and they can help you navigate through whatever you need to navigate through no matter how big or how small they are there to help you the thing that I like is so much better than traditional therapy because you don't have to go to an office you don't have to go to a waiting room with everything the way it is some of you may be locked down some of you may not be depending on the quarantine in your area however you don't have to go into an office especially during this time you can set up time to talk to them through facetime you can have calls and schedule your therapy sessions that way you can do it over the internet skype however you do want to do it whatever's comfortable for you you can have therapy and you can sign up It takes usually 24 to 48 hours before you're able to schedule your own appointment, but you can schedule it. And it's quick. It's not something you have to wait weeks to do. It's something that you can do almost instantaneously. So you can sign up, and with 24 hours or within 48 hours, you can talk to someone. And the great thing is they recognize that one counselor may not work for another person or individual. So they are very flexible, and if you and your counselor... Are having some issues and you're not able to work with them or you just see you're not a good fit because sometimes that can happen they will let you switch and talk to someone else without any charge to you because all they care about is making sure that you are in a good place to be the best version of yourself that you can be and the crazy thing about it that's what we're about here on the music and vibe show so better help has offered to give all of my listeners Whoever signs up with them and whoever gets counseling with them, you guys get 10% off for your first month. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes when they have promo code, do music and vibes, and you will get 10% off your initial month or your first month of therapy from working with them. So guys, go ahead and check it out. If you find out you are addicted to love, you may want to head on over right now and talk to somebody, but whatever you do. Go talk to them. Get the help you need so you can be the best, vers- the best version of yourself that you can be. And I guarantee that you will thank yourself for it in the future. Now, I also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. You are amazing. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me every week. It's more like a session whenever we sit down and talk. I just feel like we're hanging out and we're just having conversation. So thank you for hanging out with me weekly. I truly enjoy it. I would also like to encourage you guys to share the podcast. Yes, I said it. Share, share, share. Um, If you have enjoyed this week's episode, then share it on with someone else. You know, sharing is kind. I tell my kids all the time, you can always share. You may not be able to buy people things. You may not be able to be there for people the way you want to, but you can always share. And this is easy. All you have to do is push share and then They have a little thing that pop up and you can just share it with a friend or family member. So, share the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead. Pass it along. I don't mind. Share the podcast with someone else. I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast because, like I said, we are doing a lot of things. We're having our name change episode in March. I want you to be in the know about everything that we do. So, go ahead and follow the podcast if you have not already followed the podcast. I think I have that link in our show notes as well. And so just go to Spotify, click follow, and you're done. That's it. So follow the podcast. Oh, yeah. And while you're there, you can also leave a review. Just saying. Okay. So follow and review. I've mentioned to you guys already about the name change and that we are going to do that episode the first Wednesday in March. So look forward to that. Keep looking out for that. I'll be giving information and I'll give you more information about that as we go through the month of February. And like I said, I need to get from you guys Whether I should do, whether I should, I know I wanted to give you guys a gift, but I want to know, should the gift be you guys coming on as a guest for the podcast, or do you just want me to send you something in the mail? Let me know. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about is, um, our Twitch after show i'm working on it guys i am so hopefully by the time we have our name changed we will definitely be starting our twitch after shows and we can go more into detail about things that we talk about here on the show and i have our um the link to twitch for us there but we're going to do that in march because i just want to do everything at once and if you guys need to contact me there are ways you can do this okay you can contact me on social media. You can contact me on Instagram. You can contact me through our Facebook page. And all of this is in the show notes. And I'm also starting a Facebook group, which I will talk to you about later. But, yeah, look forward to that. And I can't wait for you to join us so we can hang out together. All right? Well, I think that's everything. I've talked about a lot of things. And I think that's all I have to say today. But if you have any questions for me or if you just want to connect, head over to our Facebook page or hit me up on Instagram and we can talk and hang out there okay alright well that's all for me have an amazing day enjoy the rest of your week and be safe be happy and have tons of fun this weekend alright talk to you later from the out, it seems like we are happy but what people don't his daddy cheated on.